So that's why I don't go to these steakhouse places. Mm. I don't fuck with that. It's got to be a special occasion for your boy. Now, repeat that. What is that entree that you just said? Which one is that? Alaskan king crab and rock shrimp mac and cheese with a touch of Velveeta. All that shit sound complicated. For $35. All that shit sound complicated. You're not handing me nothing. If I hand you $35, you're not handing me nothing with Velveeta. (laughs) That don't make no fucking sense. They also have chicken fried lobster tails. Does Paula Dean run this motherfucker? No, it doesn't have enough butter in it. (laughs) Oh... The following content is still in line at the Turkey Leg Hut and has been since Saturday morning. Start the show. Yeah, man. Line is wrapped around the neighborhood. Around the fucking neighborhood. That's why. Now, see, now I see what the what what the what the the gentrifiers be talking about. Yeah. Sunday Sunday morning, bright and early Sunday morning. It's just niggas standing all down the block. They don't know what they're doing. I'm on the side of the oppressors with this one. <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. And it ain't as a, as a southerner, as a born and bred southerner. It ain't a turkey leg in the world. Nah. In case you don't know what we're talking about locally, um, since it is Memorial Day weekend, we're recording this on Memorial Day, but bright and early Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, niggas skipped church for this. Mm-hmm. It was a line for the turkey leg hut wrapped around the neighborhood. Yeah. That don't make no fucking sense. I don't, I, no, no, that's ridiculous. With that said, when Jess comes to town, I am going to take it to Turkey Lake Hut. But it's going to be a non-weekend. It's got to be. It's going to be like 12 noon on a Tuesday. Shout out to Jess. I know her better than that. She not hang, she not, she not standing in line for outside of 30 minutes. Maybe for the experience. She's a New Yorker. New Yorkers move fast. Eh, but you know, they also wait in lines. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll see. Depending on what borough are you in, it does feel like New York is a series of lines. Yeah. And standing and waiting. Yeah. Um, And brunches and day parties (laughs) and rooftop (laughs) lunches and fancy shit. Whatever they do out there. Uh, Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. And I am Timbaland's back sweat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Oh man! Yeah, shout out to Timbaland, the the last nigga on earth to wear a full silk short set. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! It is it is episode one forty. One forty. Oh damn! Ten episodes to go until one fifty. And we're coming up on our third year anniversary. Yeah. It's a lot happening. It's a lot of pressure. A lot going on, man. Um, 
Shout out to the new listeners. Why the fuck are y'all here? Uh, what are y'all doing here? Um, shout out to the old listeners, the day ones, uh, first and last time, first time, last time, all that shit. <laughs> um, glad you're here. Shout out to shout out to the Spotify listeners, the SoundCloud listeners, whatever app you use, podcast addict, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know how you got here, but we're thankful that you're here. Um, why do y'all listen to this show? <laughs> well, it, it, it's accompanied by a lot of drinking. It's true. So now I feel like that—that's what it takes to get through it at times. It's true. It, some it, of the listeners. It, well, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's even if you're at work. Yeah. Sometimes, especially if you're at work. By the way, we got drink work coming. Oh we, yeah, we got new spring summer. We got new spring summer merch. Uh, get your merch. Go to opinionswhileblack.com. Click the merch link. It will take you to the Threadless store. Get some merch. And tag us on social media when you get it. Uh, some of you are already following those directions. Yeah. Um, we got, uh, let's see, we got the Young Black and Vax shirt out. We got the... Uh, do we have the science shit? The bitch, uh, bitch, get some science in your life. Bitch, get some science in your life. We didn't know that was going to be that popular. Hey, man, y'all bought the notebooks. It, it's it, it combines two things that are important in life: science and bitches, and and bitch, the word bitch, the word bitch specifically on our Jesse Pinkman shit. <laughs> um, how was your week, D. Randall? Honestly, I don't remember. This week has been a compl- it's, uh, it's, seriously. It's been a complete blur. I have really no idea what happened this week. All I know is that um, on Saturday I slept a total of thirteen hours. On Saturday? On Saturday I slept Shit. a total of thirteen hours. Good for you. It was yeah. I don't. I I genuinely don't know what happened this week at all. I watched no TV. I looked at no internet. It's a good problem to have. I think I worked and I talked to... I, I will say this. I did get to talk to a lot of people that I have not talked to in a while. There you go. So it was good to catch up on, on some old friends. And it's just kind of weird how every how everyone just starts popping up at once. Yeah. So, so there was a, a series of conversations um, that took place over the last week. Um, good catching up with a lot of people. Also, I'm happy to announce that... Based on my social media feed from this weekend, we've reached the end of the pandemic. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently, I man, for people to, for people to be holding back on getting that vax, y'all ain't doing shit else to prevent some shit. Shout out to Y'all are uh, out. Shout out to Miami, shout out to Atlanta, shout out to Dallas, shout out to whatever that Beach is in Seattle. They had a shit ton of people. And Seattle has a beach. And some chick was, uh, some white chick was strip teasing on top of a police car. Oh, shit. Um, so I, I, I take this to assume that the, uh, the pandemic is officially over. Or at least you niggas think it is. I don't, I don't know why, but mm. you, you niggas are convinced. I don't know. I'm just, uh, you know. This motherfucker is over. I, I I don't understand. Congrats, I guess, to all of you. I, I guess. Um, I I um I did go out Friday. <gasps> Gasp! It's true. I what? Went out, 
I went out Friday. What? Um, uh, we I was among vaxxed people. With people? With people. First time in uh, 14 months. <laughs> um, what was it like? So we met up at Lola's. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you in know, the Heights, yeah, we all we all still wanted to get drunk for dirt cheap. They got drinks at Lola's, Lola's Depot, oh, on yeah. Montrose. Yes, okay. I'm thinking um, about Lola, the the cafe. Oh, oh no, no, yeah, no, 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 I got you. That's too fancy. I got you. Um, I I've been to the Heights like three times in my life, so <laughs> that'll just that just goes to show you. Um, so uh, me and the old bookstore gang. Uh, we all met up to shoot the shit. Shout out to y'all. Um, I will say that we, you know, we were pretty contained, and you know, most of us, most of us are vaxxed. Um, I will say the the foot traffic going through Lola's, they definitely think the pandemic is over. Because let me tell you something, it was raining cats and fucking dogs all night. That didn't stop nobody. Mm-mm. Nobody. The wind was blowing the little tent. It felt like it was going to blow the little tent that they had on the back patio down. Didn't stop anybody. Mm. Niggas was just coming through. And the and even the let out was turned up. Because we went to find a, a food truck at about 2.30. Oh, remember those days? Yeah, man. Um... Uh, I don't know. It's funny. I don't know what that food truck is called. Like, like Google tagged it and just said "best street tacos." <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know it's the good food. Mm. Um, even the let out was lit because we got there just before the line picked up, and the line was about to be around the corner. Yeah. Um, we had a good time. It made me feel a little better about the job hunt. Um. It was good to be around basically the last people I saw <laughs> before all this shit happened. Wow. And to know that everybody made it out okay. So, um, you know, shout out to my shout out to my team. You know, the most bullshit jobs are where you meet the best people. Of course. I I now granted, I've never had a fancy job to compare that to. Uh, but from what I can tell, it does seem like the most bullshit jobs call for you meeting the best people. Bonded over mutual trauma. Bond, trauma bonding is a bitch, boy. Um, so I guess from there, we can go ahead and start with love. Send flowers out to SZA. And we're not, and we're not sending her flowers just because she's fine. Uh, that's a good reason. But... Um, SZA recently was doing a photo shoot. She she confessed to this on uh, Twitter. She wouldn't put the publication out there because she's too classy. <laughs> um, but she said that she was going to do a photo shoot. And she was going to be on the cover of a magazine. And she requested a black photographer. And uh, the publication wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. I guess they had their own in-house photographer or something. And they wouldn't do it. So she said, uh, suck a dick. I'm not doing the shoot. I just won't be in the magazine then. Uh, I applaud this, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, let me hit her with the air horns. I'm here for it, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, we, 
when we get the bag, our niggas get the bag. That's not, how it's supposed to work. Not only that, the it, it's it's been proven, and, and people that I know that are in uh, fashion media in the styling industry all know that nobody can capture black people on film like white people can. like black people it's um, true yeah a good friend of mine she was on she was on set not too long ago and you know she she was not entirely pleased with the outcome of it and and you know the guys had like the the standard photography or video setup and just don't know how to pull off black skin um and even when you i mean even when you get more into filmography, uh, photography and videography, you know that a lot of the coloring and, and um, color balance standards um, are based on, I guess, typical white skin. Correct. So, yes, she had every right to ask for a black photographer, to ask for someone who knows how to photograph different shades of skin uh, because that's a very real thing. And, you know, probably ask for a black stylist and black makeup artist as well. Because all those things are important. Because we know how we look. And we know how to make ourselves look the way that we want to look. Well, you know, and that's also how Serena got caught up. Yep. Uh, Serena got caught out here with some bad pictures. Talking about the one she took recently? Looking like what it said, what everybody a Nigeria about, auntie? Right. And they was talking about she was bleaching and shit. No, that was obviously a photographer who did not know what to do with the lighting. I actually hope it was a photographer because it looked like bleaching. That was a, that, I think that was, I, I, I stick to my thing that that was bad photography because we'll she, see. she posted on social media and she didn't look like that. It, it looked bad. Yeah, that was, that was not good. So it, I, it yeah, like I, white chicks. So I, exactly. And, and one bad flash, one bad Photoshop job can do all that. Mm hmm. Um, and we know they don't give a fuck about us in the first place, so they don't give a fuck if we look bad. Nope. Um, so she had every right to. And also, just on the strength of when I come up, somebody ought to be coming up behind me. Somebody, yeah. She wanted to make somebody else's career. Yeah. You photograph SZA. And on top of that, I'll take you, I'll take you another step further. SZA is at a point in her career She's at a point of notoriety that when you are a publication that wants her to be on your publication to, to sell you to sell units for you, if she wants a black photographer, God damn it, you go get a black photographer. Just period. Make it happen. Just do it. Whoever it is, you're gonna underpay them anyway. Facts. <laughs> that is facts. Might as well give them what they want. You know what I'm saying? And it just it, like it, it. It just shows that when you take care of your people, your people take care of you. Sizzle gonna be looking good. Yep. And she gonna take care of whoever that photographer is. She gonna take care of that person. Yep. Um. <clears throat> um. Who was it? Um. Zendaya. Zendaya. Uh. It just came out that she, while they were filming Malcolm and Marie, she paid for everybody's food. Shit. For the duration of filming, go for it. That's that's a look. It's that's the least a, you can do. That that's the least you can do. That's a good look. That's a good look, and also it goes it, it goes with the the PR of it because you ain't never heard about Zendaya and no bullshit. Nah, ever. You know she's dealt with enough. She's dealt with enough of that shit herself. 
being young and being, you know, successful at a, at a very young age, and and not ugly, you know, correct. She, she's dealt with her share of of shit being thrown at her, you know. So you got to put out, you got to put some shit out there into the world that you want to come back to you, yeah. Um, you know, because because this shit comes back to you fast. Brandon Blackwood, this is a this is a fun story. The dude, uh, the dude who makes those uh, those those bags. You know, everybody was talking about Birkin bags, um, and people were talking about, well, why don't we get some black owned alternatives out there? Brandon Blackwood is definitely at the top of that list. Uh, he has these in systemic racism bags um, that go for not as much as Birkin. Um, affordable and one of the models that was a part of his rollout that model's cousin just went on Twitter and was like they underpaid they underpaid my my cousin Brandon didn't even give her a bag now Brandon did come back they they tried to cancel him Brandon did say I'm not in charge of the models uh that's an agency that does that um but I will be taking the but I will be taking the uh, I will be taking the the pictures down, and that did not end so well for that didn't end so well for uh, that that woman because now because now you've taken down the because now you've taken down the uh, the pictures. You're not getting any now you're not getting any exposure and you're underpaid. Which is kind of fucked up. I also noticed it was the model's cousin that reported, not the model. Right. The, the model's not gonna fuck up that bag. <laughs> no. In retrospect, you kind of feel like the model should have just you, you the cousin should have just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And you know, I mean that's that's the reality of it. You know, people negotiate with the agency, they don't necessarily I mean they don't they don't negotiate with directly with the model at all. Correct. So, you know, the model got what was agreed to out of that session. Now, um, you, now having said that, Brandon could have thrown her a bag. That's probably good, so. That's good optics. Sometimes they let you keep the merchandise. Right. Sometimes, right? You know. I feel like that would have been that would have been good optics since your your product is community minded. Yeah. You know. We'll see, but you know that's a that's that's something he can learn from. The cousin also needs to not fuck up the bag, or the model. Cousin, bro. Cousin got to shut the fuck up because you know she was like, "Hey man, on the cool man, I ain't trying to say shit." All that to say, um, major points to Scissor for trying to put somebody on and being ride or die about it. And standing for your shit. Let's go. Because we talk about, we, you know, there are people in the industry that talk about, you know, well, I have light skin privilege. And so I was, I was really rooting for a black person to take, to take said role. But you still took that bag. Yeah. Shout out to Scissor for, for knowing her worth and being able to ride, ride or die about it and really be about it. Um, I guess from there we can go into humans ain't shit. Okay, have you heard the Stake 48 debate? You made me aware of it just a little while ago. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize. I mean, I'd heard of Stake 48, but I never realized until a little while ago that there was an actual debate about it. 
I didn't know about it originally because I don't eat as I, I don't really be eating at steakhouses like that. If I want steak, I can eat steak at home for you know not a hundred dollars. So, um, basically, there was a huge debate over Steak Forty Eight. They it, it was a it was a spot in Chicago uh, that put up a sign that said there will be a hundred dollar minimum per person, and they add a dress code. If y'all have listened to us long enough, y'all know the the fifty fifteen debate. Mind you, this restaurant has locations in Houston, Charlotte, Philadelphia, and Chicago. Correct. All with the same. Um, with the same rules. Yep. Um, the dress code was very kind of, let's say, racist. It, it was definitely pointed at niggas. Um, I can't quote it. I can't quote it word for word, but it sounded a lot like the one at fifty fifty. Oh, I got it right here. Oh, hit him! Hit him! In order to maintain an enjoyable environment for all of our guests, including children of all ages. And in keeping with our business casual dress code, please see the items that are prohibited as part of our dress code. <coughs> Sweatsuits or workout attire, which includes running and gym shorts, sports bras, heavyweighted hooded sweatshirts, or yoga workout pants. Huh. So no work so no athleisure. Now granted. I, I've been to many a restaurant located next to a 24-hour fitness where some sweaty white folks will come in there looking like they just finished doing the Zumba. Oh, that's what they do. So, hey, you know what? If I'm there for a $100 meal, I really don't want CrossFit Nation at the table across from me. I rock with them on this one. And again, but, but I'm, I'm going to get to my point at the end of all this. Um, you can wear polo-style shirts, Sure. You can wear a non-athletic material shorts, so you can't wear, like, basketball shorts in there. Um, Cannot wear sweatshirts or T-shirts with large images or large logos. Large writing of characters. You can have, like, the the very small shit. Like, if you got, like, a little polo or a Nike icon on the... On the chest pocket or whatever. You can rock with that. Just just nothing that's gaudy with, with big logos. Men's tank tops or sleeveless shirts. The gun show is closed. Exposed undergarments. We got to rock with that. I understand. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of this sounds not only like nigga shit. It sounds like stereotype nigga shit. Yeah. Bustier tops. Corset tops. That's a slippery slope. Tube tops. Tube tops. Screams white woman. Uh, <laughs> any clothing that is excessively revealing shows an overly bare midriff. Or excessive cleavage. How do you feel about that? So, it is true that sometimes white white people, white women, do adhere to some of these things. But I, from what I understand, this Stake 48 is adjacent to um, a black area, a largely black area. Mm. This is what I've been told. Yeah. So when I hear things like this, it sounds to me like they are trying to keep a specific element out. Now, if this was more like, you know, Comiskey Park or some shit, 
I might say, oh, well, you know, white people do that too. But if we're talking about closer to the South Side or some shit, it makes me think you're trying to keep a specific element out, a specific black element out. Yeah. Just like with 5015, if y'all did, if they did that shit over on Montrose, I probably wouldn't say nothing. But the fact that it's on Almeida tells me that this has a specific type in mind. They want to keep a certain visual aesthetic in there. Correct. And and to a point, that's going to happen and that's their right. At the same time, I feel like if you're this close to where I live, I get to feel away. I feel like you had... You had to have at least considered me. You have me in mind at some point. You had to have at least considered, oh, we next to the hood. These hood niggas going to show up. I can't rule it out. I'm going to play devil's advocate. But because on the one hand, I agree with you. Because dealing with, especially when I was more out and about and working with, with DJs on different things and going to clubs, like especially in the Midtown area, mm-hmm. a lot of the clubs in Midtown who considered themselves very casual had some, had some dress codes that uh, suspiciously did target a certain demographic when they would say shit like, they wouldn't say you can't wear sneakers, they would say you can't wear Jordans. They, couldn't, they didn't say that you couldn't wear ball cap you couldn't wear caps they would say you can't wear ball caps for example they said that you could not wear skinny jeans they said you could not wear sagging jeans so they they were they were definitely describing a certain aesthetic that they did not want present in their club and that was that was black people now I, I looked at the I looked at the little video of this of this restaurant, and it seems like a quote unquote upscale restaurant. Okay. Um, it also says that you must have a a, a minimum hundred dollar per person tab in order to eat there. That's the other part. That's the other part. Let me let me let me let okay. me stop you right there. All right. So when you have that when you have that dress code, and I already feel like you have a specific clientele in mind to point that dress code at. I al- so I already have that in my head. You have to have at least considered that you're close to the hood and hood niggas going to show up. Now you have a hundred, uh, this $100 minimum. Now, you don't want niggas just showing up eating appetizers. This is a lot of conversation that I, this is a lot of conversation that from the from the people that cape for this that I got thrown in my direction and kind of bugged me a little bit because first of all appetizers are delicious. I I, I feel like people that people that are that that get hoity toity <clears throat> excuse me about niggas that just order appetizers. Mm-hmm. I feel like you feel a certain way. Like I feel like like I feel like you're like chicken tenders be appetizers. Oh, I forgot. Niggas and got hoity toity about people eating ordering chicken tenders at fancy restaurants. So let me leave that one out. 
I feel like you've never been to a place that has a sample platter. I get full off of that shit. Also, everybody that goes to a restaurant isn't trying to just feed their face. You know what I'm saying? I, I think they're just trying to they're just trying to create an atmosphere where people they they want to get a certain amount of return on the people that, that are that are there. The the dining room the dining area looked relatively small. Like that shit looked tight. So like Bill I'm, and Derek small. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're trying to get as much out of everyone that sits at one of those tables because they only got like six tables in that bitch. So if you come in there and get some twelve dollar appetizers, which by the way, these appetizers are not twelve dollars. Not at all. Not remotely. Not even. Sides matter, nigga. <laughs> um, all in all, I can I can see where people feel like it's discriminatory, but I also feel like if you're going to a steak forty eight, you know what you're there for. But even but even after the even if you take the race part out of it, it's more I, classist than anything. One hundred percent, and you know I hate that shit. Yeah, my thing is this. Coming out of an economic crisis, arguably, coming out of an economic crisis after a pandemic, and people want to be out. I feel like you putting this you putting this down enhances a class divide that we just don't. Yeah, it, if you are pointing it at black people, it's nasty. If you're not pointing it at black people, it's still nasty, but it's not as nasty. Um, racism just adds nastiness to everything. My thing is this: I might spend a hundred dollars total. I mean, if you niggas get, will come in and have a good time. If you get a steak and anything else, you're gonna spend a hundred dollars. Uh, that's what it looks like. Looking at the menu, but also, I might spend a hundred dollars. It's the fact that it's the fact that you're you're trying to make me spend a hundred dollars, and the second part of it. Is it started a, a conversation where niggas are like, oh, you niggas are just cheap. Oh, you niggas are just cheap. When unemployment is an all-time high, I can't imagine why. When the economy is about to, it could free fall at any moment, I couldn't imagine why. Like, it's just tone deaf with people. First of all, ain't nothing wrong with being cheap. I, too, am cheap. Maybe I just came because all my niggas was over here. They having a good time. Hey, come through for a minute. I come through and order some sh- I come through and order some light shit. I'm not really hungry, but I want to I want to patronize the establishment. Everybody doesn't show up at a restaurant to feed their face. It, a lot of people show up on some social shit. And I would think State 48 would know that. I don't think they want you there for that social shit though. <laughs> I think they want you there to eat. That's a that's a little weird. It, hey, I mean, people gonna come and chop it up at a restaurant. As fucked up as it is, unfortunately, it's their prerogative. You know, it's it it, it sucks. It's it's the same way that I feel about two drink minimums at, at comedy clubs. That's so weird. Two drink minimums at a strip club. You I know? mean, but my thing, is, and then it's not so much now the establishment. We can argue about how fucked up the establishment is. I think I think part of I think part of my thing is the elitism it brings out in the debate. Yeah. I think that's the thing that probably upsets me the most. I'm more upset about niggas who go, well, should I mean if you can't afford a hundred dollar meal, then you just shouldn't go. Oh, you should just stay your broke ass at home. I saw that so much. 
I said, you should stay your broke ass at home. Outback Steakhouse is still open for you poor Negroes. You niggas didn't always have good jobs. I, you know, you niggas were at Chili's in high school. Actually, let me not talk down on Chili's. I, I still fuck with that moment. Nah, cake. fuck Chili's. <laughs> I'm, I'm done with them. Been done. I just, I don't understand. Like, the, I just don't understand what, and we've talked about this before. What happened to the the mystery and kind of the charm of 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 figuring out a way to not spend a hundred dollars going out to eat. And if you see any these steaks are mad small. <laughs> they were dragging them on Twitter. These steaks are mad small. In Texas, we 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 are laughing at those steaks. Yeah. Dallas they're... wants a word with steak forty eight. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care what Dallas is. <laughs> I just think it's a. I, I just think the elitism at play is nasty in the debate, and it, you know, and these are the same niggas that earlier this week were also dragging folks for putting plane tickets and vacations and hotel trips on layaway. First of all, most of y'all turning up at, turning up on vacation off of your credit cards anyway. True. Let's start there. <laughs> Second of all, by the time you get by the time you get back, you've maxed out your credit card anyway. Sometimes you just got to put payments on it to get there. And, and third, and most importantly, most of y'all come from a generation where the only reason y'all got to go to school fresh in August was because your parents were putting shit on layaway in June and July. Holly. The only reason some of y'all had Christmas in December was because your parents were putting shit on layaway September, October, and November. As soon as those catalogs came out. Uh-oh, don't get me started on the catalogs. Remember Toys R Us used to have a holiday joint? Yeah. They drop in, in November. Shit, they would drop that shit in September. Hell yeah. And let me tell you something. For So for y'all... Who came? Who, uh, many of y'all came from humble roots to all of a sudden act brand new with niggas trying to save money. What is the novelty of what is the novelty of blowing money? I've never. I'm cheap than a motherfucker, so somebody has to explain it to me like I'm a child. What is the novelty of wasting money? You're supposed to save money. You're supposed to save money because all because guess what. All you niggas, it, this, and this is the, the part that gets me. People that spend money just to keep up with the Joneses, the same niggas calling y'all broke bums for not spending $100 on steak, gonna be the same niggas who drag you for spending beyond your means if you do. Yep. They gonna be the same LLC niggas Trying to teach you about generational wealth because you outturned up. Why don't you invest it? Why don't you invest it? Why don't you buy an LLC? Invest these nuts. And you niggas and, and you niggas fall for it every time. LLC these nuts. Trying to keep up with the Joneses. Guess what? The Joneses is going to prison for the PPP loans they faked. 
y'all ought to be ashamed. Like, and that's how you can tell outside is open because we went right from fuck capitalism, capitalism don't give a fuck about us, to oh you niggas are so poor. <laughs> Why? Right back to where we started. Right back to where we started. Y'all didn't learn shit. Y'all didn't learn shit from an economic crisis that almost that almost killed us all. That's okay. That's okay. Keep telling me I'm crazy talking uh, talking about uh, classism and capitalism. Keep telling keep telling me I'm a broken record because all I do is pivot back to that shit. Y'all a broken record because all y'all pivot back to is two hundred dollar dates and. And uh, women proposing to men. That same that same bum ass uh, rudimentary argument. Men don't deserve to be proposed to. See, I could almost get with that. I could almost get with that. If somebody took a hard stance like that, but they don't. They can't tell you why men, women shouldn't be proposing to men. They don't have. I have not heard a sufficient reason for it once. Not because ever. it's tradition. Cause, because the niggas before me did it. Just because somebody did something for a long time doesn't mean we just have to keep doing it. I worked at Bed Bath & Beyond for two years. I definitely don't want to still be doing that shit. Niggas before you also had a family on the other side of town. Niggas before you were also putting leeches on their kids when they had a fucking fever. You want to go back to that shit? I didn't think so. Damn. That was true. I'm just saying. That's true. Yeah, we get caught up in what some and what some and some shit some people used to do. Well, my well, my aunt and well, 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 my grandma and grandpa did it like this. But according to y'all, your grand your grandpa was also cheating and beating your uh, your grandma. Mm. Y'all don't want to have that conversation. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Y'all got to get y'all shit together. Y'all some y'all some vile classes motherfuckers if it ever was some. Um I guess I've had my way with that. We can get into the uh we can get into the song of the week. All right. Um I I was kind of trying to decide between uh if I want to keep it hip hop or if I want to pivot back to some R&B shit. I think we're going to keep it hip-hop. Hip-hop, hip-hop. From, this is actually from the Love, Death, and Robots joint. Ah, season two is dope. Season two is the truth, bro. Yeah. I Man, look. Love, Death, and Robots is becoming one of those, uh, just you know you can count on it. You know you can count on, like, you know you could all, for a while you could always count on Breaking Bad to win a, to, to win an Emmy. You can yeah. always count on <laughs> Love, Death, and Robots to be the truth. It was a little short, but knowing that we're going to get another one next year, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, this is Orin Major featuring the Grand Mess. This has got it booming. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Now I got it booming, now I got it booming. The 
jaded, I be moving, boy, I can't be human. And she wanted Gucci, but I bought a Louis. Asked her why she picky when this bitch is choosing. Now I got it booming, now I got it booming. Now I got it booming, now I got it booming. Now I got it booming, now I got it booming. The way that I be moving, boy, I can't be human. Still riding with the squad. Hanging out the window, screaming, fuck the other side. We gon' hit the city and get litty. Catch a vibe, trying to leave with a couple baddies. Stick it to my side. Put a fatty, got the pants, stick it to her thighs. And for that cash money, she gon' drop it like it's hot. I let her call me Wheezy when she lick it like a lollipop. Only if her body hot, we kick it like karate chop. Yeah, I'm a black belt. Only swipe black cards. Stand for every black card. You can suck my black balls. Acting like Serena Williams, nigga. I'm the rat guy. Don't put Michael Phelps around my neck. Now I'm the splash guy. Yellow diamond SpongeBob. Never talk to one. Time. All I got is one life, I'ma make the most of it I'ma get the bag and while I can't spend most of it Now you see it, now you don't, I'ma make a ghost of it I remember my man in the kitchen with the stove open Try and get the heat from it I remember nights she ain't even get the heat from it Making sure the family good, she would work the threesome I was staying up late till she made it home Never took a break, need a cape and a throne Never let it show on your face, you're strong You the only one, ain't no way they could clone Wait, wait, two, don't fall, fake, better pump now I got it booming The way that I be moving, boy, I can't be human And hey, she wanted Gucci, but I bought a Louis Asked her why she picky when this bitch is choosing Now I got it booming, now I got it booming Now I got it booming, now I got it booming Now I got it booming, now I got it booming The way that I be moving, boy Yeah, I'm a black belt, only swipe black cards Stand for every black cards, you can suck my black bars I'ma catch a nigga slipping like he on some black ice I'ma do it my way, you can keep your advice White America looking at me like a Black cat, we just tryna see 21 like it's blackjack. They don't want their daughter come home with a black man. Even though they built the whole country on our black backs, now I got it booming. That was Got It Boomin' by Oren Major. We are. From the Love and De- Love, Death and Robot soundtrack. Yeah, man. That's the that's the hardest two minutes you ever you ever heard in your life. That bass is kinda hard. I like that. Fuck switch it. That's see, that's that bass. That's that that's that bass that niggas come out to in boxing. Yeah. Let you know what time it is. All the lights go out, boom. Boom, 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 boom. We're going to hear Watch, we're going to hear that shit in Creed 3. Yeah. They're going to have, uh, what's his name? Wilder come out to that shit. That's all that's missing. They got to have, they gotta have uh, Deontay Wilder come out. Damn, I've already forgotten about Deontay Wilder, man. Everybody, you, you know what? I keep up with him. His, his, he got a new trainer. Uh-huh. His tra- his new regimen, he looked like he ain't playing no games. We'll see, man. He looked like they putting him through the Creed shit. Let, Drive this nigga out to the to the desert. He let he let Fury get in his mix, man. Look, I'm not mad at it. I, the only reason I'm not mad at it is because Fury is a big technical motherfucker. Like, like Fury, like Fury was the truth. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like Wilder got put out. Granted, he's a white boy, but he got it wasn't like he got put out by just a, a loser. I know, man. But, you know, the black man is God. 
Well, he did talk a good game. He did. That I think that's the I think that's the thing. Is that he talks such a good game and he looks like just a motherfucker that you don't want to fuck with. But he lost to a real motherfucker. And so I'm not so I'm not I'm not hating on him for that. And I think he's gonna come back harder because he looked like he lost to a nigga shaped like SpongeBob though, man. Those be the ones though. No, man. Remember when Butterbean was laying motherfuckers out? <laughs> I'm just saying, Butterbean was laying niggas out. You know, it don't judge these books by their cover. They, you know, they they're in these divisions for a reason. That's true. What what what? what? I'm getting way off topic. I was trying to. What, what's the name of the big swole dude that 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 Fury might fight next? Oh, who they putting Fury up against? Uh, if I if I told you his name, you'd know. I just can't remember. Black dude. Yeah. Light skinnedish. Light skinned black dude. Is his name Josh something? Oh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be some shit. Yeah. Anthony Joshua got hands too. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, another motherfucker I wouldn't fuck with. Yeah, that's gonna be some real shit. Uh, shout out to both of them. Uh, you know, I root for everybody black, so you know, <laughs> whoever wins, whoever wins. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what else we got going on? Oh, so we're a year in after the murder of George Floyd. A year has passed. Sometimes, you know, and we made it out of 2020, but it is worth mentioning. George Floyd's murder is like a historical landmark at this point. We don't remember that shit for now and for always. Like, that's one of those that goes up there with Emmett Till. Yeah. That goes with what happened to Rodney King. Yeah, that's up there. It's one of those. It's one of those unfortunate landmarks in that you know since since his death, there was a lot of there was a lot of a lot of marching, a lot of protesting, a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling, a lot of tears, a lot of bloodshed, and quote unquote justice was done to a point. But a, a year later, we're still. We're still in the starting Feels blocks like we're of the shit. Still in the same place, and that that just shows you how deeply deeply rooted this shit is, and that you can go through all that and still end up in the same place with little more than a conversation. I mean, there's a lot of stoppage up on Washington trying to get the George Floyd Act popping, and this is how and you know. And let me just say on a side note, because I saw some motherfuckers mad about this shit. This is how they see, like dissension among the people because all this arguing they do over the George Floyd act let me tell you something they they did the they did the stop asian hate rollout and got a lot of black people mad because they're going full force with that right now and they got some legislation put into play now Niggas is mad. Niggas is mad at the wrong people. They mad at Asian people, like Asian people did it. This is how they see doubt. This is how they get us fighting, worried about the wrong thing, fighting with people that 
aren't the problem. Yeah. I'm not mad at Asian people because they got they got a right to live and they got a right to do what they got to do for them. Just like all disenfranchised people have a right to do what's best for them. What's best for them, correct. Right. And the problem is when you treat one like you don't treat the other, it creates resentment. And niggas getting mad at Asian people because they have a different seat at the table as us. But but also... Man. We ought to be, we, but we need to be mad with the people putting the legislation into play, right? Because I'm like, man, if, if y'all people are gonna hate me for saying this shit, it's not the same thing, but it, but it's related. Like the George Floyd Act specifically is supposed to to address police brutality. Correct. the The Asian Hate Bill it, it covers a broader spectrum of of racial discrimination. So there, there are two related, but somewhat different approaches to achieving some type of, of racial justice, I should say. Right. So yes, you're absolutely right. People are sowing the seeds of doubt by making people believe that we're comparing apples to apples when it's really red apples to green apples that, that we're comparing it to. Like y'all got to stop. Like y'all got to read having what what people don't realize in the grand scheme of things allow not allowing but supporting Asians and having their platform is also beneficial to ours right one, one does not take from the other there's no, it there's no there's no benefit in standing up for standing up against racism sometimes Yes, that's a different community, yeah. and they got to and they got to have their back. They got to have their own back, just like everybody else too. Ooh, they got to do what they got to do. That was a heavy pour. I saw that was a heavy pour. Some of these bottles, man. But me not speaking up for racism and white supremacy at any point only enables and emboldens white supremacy because now white supremacy now now white supremacy and racist motherfuckers can go. Well, y'all didn't care when it was them. Keep the same energy, right? You got you got to battle racism on all fronts, and not just when it benefits you. There's never going to be a time when I don't speak up for some racist bullshit, right? Period. No matter who it happened to, period. And at and, the same time, you can't be mad when you see one group catch a gain in something that you did not catch at that time. That's a victory for everybody. Realize that shit. Oh, but Randall, what I mean. Have Asians ever stood up for us? Yeah, they stood up for us. Just because you didn't see it happen on fucking Shade Room doesn't mean it didn't happen. Eat an Asian-owned dick. <laughs> I'm just saying. Jesus. Even if it's in the hood. <laughs> Especially if it's in the hood. That shit tasty. Just saying. Go to A-Leaf. You go to A-Leaf and you see everybody right next to each other, man. Y'all, y'all got to... This whole again, this fucking oppressions oppression different. oppression Olympics. Oppre- man, that's what y'all don't get me started. The oppression Olympics is so fucking corny. <laughs> y'all so fucking corny with that bullshit. Like being salty at somebody else coming up or coming down doesn't help the whole, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make anything better. Nope. 
it's all a very self-gratifying thing. I want to see everybody come up. I want to see everyone come up. Because at the end of the day, racism and classism are all put together. Because all they're doing is getting us poor, is, is getting poor, uh, because it's not even is it is it's not even just about race. It's about class. They want poor people arguing. Mm-hmm. They want poor people not standing up for each other. They want poor people beefing and turning a blind eye to each other's shit. Because if poor people get together and realize, hey, they doing the same fuck shit to us that they doing to y'all, they can do some fucking damage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a lot about George Floyd. But from what I've heard, he seems like the kind of nigga who understands this. Yeah. He seemed like the kind of nigga who understood this. Yeah. And I just, I wonder, I wonder what falling for the bait and being resentful at Asian people for exercising their right to live and exist does for the memory of George Floyd. What does that do to help anything? I really want to know. And no one can give me a straight answer because it doesn't do anything. Mm -mm. Just something to think about as far as how we've progressed. Because for people salty about the whole stop Asian hate thing, a year later... They're, give, they're just giving Asians the same rollout that they gave us last year. Yeah. The exact same rollout. Top to bottom. From legislation to the media. Now, it's, now inclusion for them isn't everything. And if something happened to a, a Latin person, a Latin speaking person next year, they'd give them the exact same rollout. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. All of a sudden, Asian actors you didn't know existed would be popping up and shit. <laughs> All of a sudden, Asian actors that you didn't know had clout in the Asian community would be rolling out in some shit. Mm-hmm. Next year, next year, if so, if it happened in the Latin speaking community. Latin motherfuckers that you didn't know a thing about would be rolling out. And they'd be doing a stop Latin hate thing. It's all valid. It's all, and, and, and so it's a broken record no matter how you play it. And they playing us all the same and we don't want to see it because we beefing over who's David Ruffin and who's The Temptations. Well... The Temptations is just another group looking for a David Ruffin. (laughs) (laughs) From what I understand. You know, and who's Otis and all that shit. Because anybody come to see Otis saying. You know, that's just my little thing. That's anyway. The Oppression Olympics are are no win event. The Oppression Olympics are hella corny. Uh, we got to stop having some of these rudimentary conversations. And Oppression Olympics is one of them. Um, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's uh, production production team 
has signed Rory and Maul, Joe Budden expatriates. <laughs> what, kind of, what, what kind of contract they got? To a podcast deal. We don't. I don't know. <laughs> nobody knows what the money is. They got that one percent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, has signed them to a podcast deal. I find this particularly hilarious because I remember when the rumors were flying that Kevin Durant was fucking Joe Joe Button's baby moms. Oh, after he fucked up and she called the wedding off. So if that's true, which I don't know if it is, but I suspect it is, it's a bad month for Joe Button. It's a that's a bad month, and that's a terrible way to cap off a bad month. Now he said, "Yeah, I'm happy for Rory and Maul. Yeah, I bet you are. Mm-hmm. They got signed to the nigga on your fancy basketball, uh, your fancy basketball roster. Once he realized he can't sue him, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's easy to make peace with somebody if you can't do shit about it. I'm, right, right. Once they, once your lawyers have told you to calm down." <laughs> Oh, I've always wanted nothing but the best for them. <laughs> Had a whole therapy episode roll out. We wasn't falling for that shit. Um, but I just off of the the camaraderie between them alone when they were explaining the whole falling out with Joe Budden, I'm excited to see what they got. I'm excited to see what they got. I'm excited to see that little video they put out. Where they were unemployed, mm-hmm. that shit was hilarious. It was funny. I like that. It was better than most episodes of the Joe Biden podcast, Joe Biden podcast itself. Because let me tell you something: the recent Joe Biden episodes, like like Life Without Rory and Maul, this B Squad ain't it. The B Squad is not it at all. These niggas don't know shit about shit, and they just let them free ball it. I swear they do. It's so bad. Ish is so fucking stupid. In particular, is so fucking stupid. I see they have him be the devil's advocate, contrary nigga. This nigga was trying oh, to argue. That's supposed to be me. I, well, Shit. well, well. Don't don't worry. There's still a market for you okay. because this nigga's terrible. <laughs> this nigga was making the argument for um, what do you call it? He was making the argument for against raising the minimum wage, which is just stupid. It's stupid. Talking about, oh, well, I mean, if you raise the minimum wage, everything's going to go up. Nigga, everything going up anyway. Been going up. He, uh, You can tell he hadn't bought groceries in the last year. 100%. Shit. Nigga, everything going up anyway. Gas, go, gas goes up. Milk goes up. Transportation goes up. Wages don't go up. Nope. Tell me what the fuck sense that makes. At least it would be meeting... Where everything else is, the, the the rate everything else is going up, at least. At least playing catch up. I had some work done in my house recently and learned that the price of plywood went from $8 a sheet to about $19 per sheet. The fuck? In the last year. Yes. I God learned, damn. I learned that when we got the quote back and I was like, God damn. Shit. Shit. I can't. What yeah. the fuck? Nineteen dollars? Yeah, and I oh, was just like, "Fuck out of here!" Shout out to insurance. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say, man. So yeah, I mean, but you know what? And 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 you know, I, I had to eat that, 
And but what probably did not go up in that quote was whatever hourly rate of labor that they charge for that. I mean, correct. It, you know, at some point, and and you know, y'all niggas don't understand how economics works. I understand. Um, you know, demand, supply, all that good stuff. What often gets left out is the labor. But right, you know, y'all would rather raise the price based on demand without uh, increasing the labor force. Uh. So y'all just leave, you know, y'all just make the current labor force force work even more and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Anyway, eat a dick. The, <laughs> the minimum wage. <laughs> Shout out to Bucky's, by the way, because Bucky's, Bucky's is Bucky's proudly. been on point. They're proudly advertising that they're paying people 12 to $15 an hour. Um, You know, I think they started like $12 an hour. Bro, when, so, you, when you be on Indeed looking at these job postings. And they show you what they're paying. Like, it's a damn shame how little money it would take to change a nigga's life. Yeah. To put a nigga in a whole other tax bracket. To put a nigga in a tax bracket. To put a nigga in a tax bracket at all. It is amazing when you look at that and you do the numbers in your head from what you were making to what you could be making. You feel rich. Yeah. And I think that's, and and I think the psychological, that definitely factors into the psychological aspect of keeping people in a certain area below the poverty line. Yep. And keeping, and, 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 and turning people against each other because there are people above the poverty line and some people that are still below it who are making good money. In there to do what they need to do, who don't want you making more money, right? Because then it feels like it takes their value down, and now you now you mad with niggas on unemployment, now you mad with niggas riding this out until they until they can get a the, the job they want, until they can get a job where they don't have to take abuse. All that goes out the window just because you feel this because you've been put in a position where you feel more superior than other people. Cool. And now somebody's going to take that away from you. Remember what I said about reality TV shows and the dopamine mm-hmm. and what happens when you snatch the dopamine away? There is a level. There is a high. There is a euphoria. There is a, a, a degree of dopamine that comes with feeling like. In your tax bracket, you're good. We're feeling like you can take the vacation you want to take. You can buy the the thing that you didn't that you couldn't buy when you were when when you were growing up in your house that your parents couldn't do. There's a there's a there's a euphoria in that, and it makes you forget about other people, and it makes you forget that you are not special in the larger context. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, and, and and so when somebody tries when somebody tries to take that away from you and they say, "Well, you got to share with these people." A lot of people jump up and go, "Fuck them people." Fuck them people. They should be working hard. They should be working harder. They should go back to school and get some skills. That costs money too. Well, fuck them. Somebody got to do it. 
and you start sounding like the exact same motherfuckers that sound like that about you, mm. that write your check. They left that part out of LOC Twitter. Hot <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's how you get. That's how you get niggas fighting for the dopamine so much that they ready to go to jail over these PPP loans. Now, some niggas would just well, maybe they're not. Loans. I would say they're not ready, but they're going. Yeah. Um. And, and but you know that, like I say, that's just an example of these niggas not really knowing shit. And I remember when there used to be someone back there who would look this shit up on the internet. And correct them. But they don't want to hear from that nigga either because that nigga sounds stupid too. <laughs> yeah, show button podcast has just become a lot of it. Like Rory and Maul had some personality to them. They were teachable. Um, they kind of understood. Parks is like this. But other than that, it's a lot of niggas who don't know shit about shit and don't want to. They're worried about being on. You hate to see it. They should be more like Parks and just know their place. (laughs) (laughs) Just just sit there and collect that check and Mm -hmm. nod your head. Yep. Um, Oh, we got another episode of Drake Watch. Baby. Um, At the Billboard Awards, which I did not watch, Drake was named Artist of the Decade. Yeah. Baby. Um, which only means that he's going to push this album back another two weeks because uh, he has to write at least two more songs um, about how hard it is, about how hard it is to be the most to be the most successful nigga in rap, and how much he misses all the hoes he cheated on. Baby, yeah, he got to diss all his haters a couple more times. He got <laughs> like literally nobody's hating on that nigga anymore. He's he brought just... his son out, you know. He brought his son out. I'm a terrible person because I saw his little kid. And I was like, you know, usually when you see a little kid, you're supposed to say some shit like, oh, man, that's a cute little kid. The first thing that came to my mind was his mother is a stripper. <laughs> that is not to say anything negative of sex workers. I would say shout out to the sex workers. We need y'all out there. Not to say anything negative about that. But his mother's a stripper. I mean, look, and it's not the fact that his mother's true. It's, it's really the nature of his relationship with the woman that to me is just, why am I even making commentary on this? This ain't my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just, it's just those are just things that look, I notice. Look, if we're being honest, Drake life ain't, ain't never been so squeaky clean. No, that the mother being a stripper has to be particularly newsworthy when Drake been out here dipping his <laughs> pen in the in the industry inkwell uh, since Degrassi days. That is probably the least surprising um, thing to happen. Like, Drake. like Drake, like Drake been out here swinging, slinging the pipe for who knows how long. I think that's I think that's more uh, sa- uh, salivating, salivating, salacious. <laughs> Pause. Yeah, that's more salacious than the stripper shit. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Umar got a stripper out here pregnant. 
Oh yeah? That's it. He had a paternity case on that shit. Oh. We still don't know how that turned out. Shout out to him. He went on the breakfast club and lied about that shit. Getting out of his mama's house every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and let's talk about that. Drake, the artist of the decade. Yeah. I think you know I I hate when they give out these Vanguard awards. Sometimes I kind of roll my eyes a little bit every now and then. They kind of got this one right. I was gonna say, who else are they gonna give it to? Uh, yeah, like of the past ten years, Drake hasn't really missed. No. Even even his flops don't miss. No. Scorpion still sold. Yeah. And that was some sensitive bullshit. It was some. It was some light skin crooning, um, and and I think that whole thing with the baby and and Pusha T, and when that rollout happened, I think that's a testament to him being the artist of the decade because he got clowned. Let's see, first because right before that he got clowned for not writing his own shit. He got slapped by Diddy. He got slapped by Diddy. He, um, Nicki, uh, Nicki Minaj turned him down. And Rihanna. Rihanna clowned him publicly. And then. Pusha T said. Pusha T. You're a hiding night, a child. Pusha T, like, threw this nigga off a challenge mountain. And he was waiting on Rihanna to bring him back with the heart shaped herb that she stole from the temple. All of that would have gotten any other rapper the fuck out of here yeah but drake was teflon somehow and dropped a trash album and still sold units the man with lavender hands this nigga is like who else has done that this decade i mean you have a few people you could argue the cole the cole fans are gonna argue cole they shouldn't they shouldn't. They they should not. Not the same level. I won't say not the same level, but like Cole and Kendrick, their brand, part of their brand gets by on them not being visible all the time. Yeah. Drake's always on social media. Drake will put out some Lucy's just in case you're getting bored. Drake is visible. Kendrick and Cole are getting into that lane like Frank. Where they get by on being mysterious. Yeah. They drop some shit, they go back to the mountains and fuck off. And, you know, so they, I think they're selling something different. Drake really is the artist of the decade. Yeah. I'm He's like, becoming like a household name. The So, the Powerpuff Girls, did you see this shit where they leaked... The script for that live action Powerpuff Girls joint? Mm, I didn't I didn't see where they leaked the script. They leaked the script. And the script let me just say on a side note, the script was trash. The script was garbage. It does not surprise me in the least. And I'm not talking about just regular garbage. Like they were talking about fucking. Like the Powerpuff Girls were talking about fucking. Like they tried to flip this shit. To like where the Powerpuff Girls were grown are grown and on some like BoJack Horseman shit. Mm-mm. They tried to flip it like that. Mm-mm. 
where the professor sold their the rights to their likeness for the cartoon mm-hmm. and they've been living with that and blossom fucks all the time and maybe buttercup killed mojo jojo and really on some bojack horseman shit but one of the things in the script was that they kept they kept um referencing drake until in the script drake actually shows up and solves the mystery with them or some shit drake is a household name like that whether you listen to him or not, whether you like him or not, Drake is a household name like that. And he's done that in the span of a decade. Really more if you count his Degrassi years. Yeah. Who else would be the artist of the decade but Six God? That's all. I just, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if anybody was arguing that anybody else should be. Beyonce maybe, of- but I don't know. But First of all, Beyonce, Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter is the artist of every decade. Yeah, that's one of those goes without saying. When you give Drake the artist of the decade award, you're give, it's an asterisk. <laughs> Aside, besides Beyonce, yeah. Um, if it wasn't Beyonce, who would it be? No, that, that wasn't a real question. Oh, okay. that yeah, that's question. not a real question. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Because I didn't know what to tell you. No. Um, I think the only person you could really put down after Drake is Rihanna. We still fucking with Anti. Not only are we still fucking with Anti, we still fucking with her other products, and we're waiting on the next thing. We're waiting on the next thing. She's probably done. And Rihanna's kind of a household name. I think she's done. I, I think she got one more in her, but we're not going to get it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Like, like nothing we should be waiting on. Nope. Oh, the summer's here. We might get Rihanna. No, I don't think mm-hmm. we're going to. I don't think that's going to happen. Um. So, yeah. Um. You know, shouts to Six God. Hurry up and get that album out. Baby. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, oh, some good news here. Bill Cosby was denied parole. I said Dr. William Cosby was denied parole. I don't know what else could be said about that. (laughs) (laughs) I said before, um, they need to just they need to just have a a a exercise hour for him where they just start playing that Benny Hill music and and all and all the niggas in Supreme and all the niggas in D Block just start chasing that nigga all around. Just start chasing him to whoop his ass. He, he might as well just get comfortable where he is. He he got to. Jail. See, the fact that he talks so much shit from jail, from prison, tells me that they're not making prison prisony enough. <laughs> they got to put some gladiator games in that shit. Because he, he having too much fun in prison. You don't talk shit about the outside world when you're in prison. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be on that um, Riz Ahmed night before shit. Sometimes I just laugh at the irony of Bill Cosby becoming the black person that he always railed us against. (laughs) I didn't think about that. It's true, though. Somewhere, somebody in that prison is telling him to pull his pants up. (laughs) And be respectful. And if he ever gets out, he gonna say some shit and everybody gonna be like, 
Nigga, you can't vote. <laughs> Who the fuck are you talking to? You better enjoy that. You better enjoy that little court order job at Lowe's. Mm. Uh, <laughs> why did I put wow. Lowe's? Why did I put Lowe's on the wow. bus like that? <laughs> um, let's see what we got. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook got heckled at the game. Uh, Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, they threw popcorn at Russ. They threw a bottle of water at Kyrie. And they spit on somebody else, I can't think somebody of. Somebody spit on Trey Young. Somebody spit on Trey Young. These okay. are all like a day apart. So, first of all, y'all, look. I know everybody's team ain't doing what they thought they'd do. Passions are high. There have been a many times I've wanted to throw things at Russell Westbrook. That's not the answer. It's not. It's not the answer. Um, But... All that to say, it is becoming more and more noticeable all the time that it is the white people throwing things at black people. More noticeable every day. Yeah. And it puts a worse taste in my mouth every time. Because you can't control how people respond to the shit you do. But in this case, we're dealing with high-profile people that have tons of security around them. We're dealing with people that have contracts and endorsements. So in some way, you can't control how people respond to you or whether they don't respond to you. Well, we have to remember it's a sporting event, and the people in the stands have nothing to do with the outcome of the event. And for you to become so involved that you physically involve yourself in this contest it's it's disrespectful and and you know they've the fans have been away for about a year so a lot of them have been waiting for this chance to get back in front of their their team and root for the team and root against the other team and all this blah 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 right but at the same time these athletes are not animals in cages uh i don't know if y'all remember about the malice in the palace but it's happened before oh, that, that you can get the hands you can and that was you know, over 10 years ago. Shout out to the Metal World piece. The the athletes of today, they, they'll hospitalize you. They get hands on you. Bruh. I'm just saying. Uh, First of all, these niggas are bigger and stronger than they've ever been before. Bigger, stronger, faster, and richer. You ain't throwing shit at LeBron James. Yeah. And then, and, and, oh, man, if you throw something at LeBron, you, might, you will not make it out the building. <laughs> like, you, <laughs> might, you might get assassinated. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's a cowardly act, and I, I, I love the fact that every single time they do this dumb shit, they get caught. The, it was funny, the, the guy in Boston, when he threw that bottle of water at, at Kyrie, everybody from three sections around him was pointing at him like, nope, yep, that nope, was him. Not me. That not me, no him, sir. Y'all. Like, they even backed up away from the seat. Hell yeah. Left him on an island like, that was him. And you know black people ain't doing that shit because black people don't spit on people. It's That's... Not- that's the highest form of insult. Especially if we paid to get in the good seats, too. <laughs> oh, hell no. You ain't fucking up my hustle. You know, Shit. And, you know, I had to, I, I had to, you know, I, it was all I could do to find a scalper to get me these motherfuckers in the first place. So. Shit. I know somebody's cousin who's, who knows the equipment manager, you know. 
You know what I'm saying? And he just happened to not go today and said I could roll in his place. Yeah, nah, I ain't I, fucking up these tickets. I, I can't have. I can't. I can't play myself and my nigga. You know. You know the athletes have it well within their rights to say. If y'all don't want to stop throwing shit at us, we just won't show up. We're just going to stop being at this motherfucker. And that's how you get stuff done. <laughs> and we've already and we've already demonstrated that these niggas can get what they want. Yep. Because these niggas really did get together and say, uh, y'all can suck a, y'all can suck a dick about the playoffs yep. uh if y'all don't get these voting booths in these motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh and <laughs> and the, the NBA sure did oblige with yep. the quickness. Whatever you guys need. I mean, if you want to talk about people other than uh, Georgia that got Biden elected, we got to talk about the NBA. Yeah. Um, we and so we know that we know that we're dealing with a more savvy form of athlete that knows how to utilize their power, and you're not going to tell them to just shut up and dribble. Look, did you see? Did you see the the footage of that baseball game where the one guy clocked the other guy at a baseball game? No. I'm going to pull it up for you real like quick. Like in the stands? In the stands. Oh, shit. I'm going to pull it up for you real quick. Well, you know, the baseball motherfuckers is violent. Hella violent. Well, from what I understand, um, one guy punched the other guy um, because the guy was yelling out racial epithets. Mm. Uh, I think this is the one. And yeah, it was. It oh, was, it was an Astros game. It was an Astros game. Oh, don't do that. Dodgers game. Yeah, I think this is the one. Yeah, I think this is the one. Damn. Damn. That is. That is classic. Now, unfortunately, it was a Dodgers fan. <laughs> it was a Dodgers fan with the hands. Uh, that is classic homestyle gourmet violence. But there was another one that was even better. Because uh, you actually saw the dude's glasses flying. Oh, shit. Off of his face. Shit. Anyway. That is the type of... <laughs> if it is indeed true that one man was beating down another man... Uh, because he was screaming out racial epithets, that is the type of allyship that we need. That that is you know the type of shit we need to see. One hundred percent. Break a uh, break a racist off just to show me you really about it. You know, black hands matter. Keep that shit in the stands. The athletes didn't have shit to do with with what y'all with the. Oh, is this the one? That's the other part. Bing. Ooh. That's oh, the one. Sleep. That's the one. Sleep. Yeah, in San Diego. Yeah. Oh, he's asleep. Yeah, he he sleep sleep. He's asleep. He sleep sleep. And they got this other dude in the double fool nail, so that he's still <laughs> like, nah, I'm good, y'all. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> they got this motherfucker the figure four leg lock in this bitch. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, y'all. If y'all gonna fight, keep that shit in the stands. Keep that same energy with the drunken person next to you. You know, I if you were if you I've always said if you want truly good violence, don't go to the sport. Go to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> go to the audience. Dana White got now that we said it out loud, Dana White gonna start picking motherfuckers out the audience. Look how defiant he was after knocking that dude out. <laughs> it's just like 
What? Yeah, I slapped. Yeah, I slapped the fuck out of him. Fuck that nigga. Oh, that's man. a real G. He came to your city and did that shit too. He did. Um, then uh, y'all are soft. Oh, uh, J Cole. Uh, J Cole has a. Well, J Cole has ended his basketball career after scoring five points five in three points. games. <laughs> So, I had there was a dude. I, I had a, it was a chick I had a crush on in high school, and I had a crush on her for a couple of years. And then senior year, I swore, I man, I had started, I had started dressing in other colors than black and blue, and I thought senior year was gonna be my year. I, I you know, I'm on top. I'm gonna come up. We out here in floral prints and pastels. <laughs> I, you know, I you know I wore black all the time. You wearing them non primary colors all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? Coming up in the world, I thought senior year was going to be my time. Going against the Bible standard and mix, mixing your fabrics. And the chick that I was in that I was in love with, head over heels for, came back from summer from summer break with a boyfriend. Mm. This bummy nigga mm-hmm. who had come from school. I'm not going to name on air. Nah, we got it. We got it. He came from Yates. He came from Yates. Well, you, you had to take that L then. Yeah, bummy basketball nigga. He was on the basketball team. He was on the he was on the varsity team. He was mad tall. Like I was tall, but he was he was yeah, just, basketball just, tall. Just take that L. But he was on the varsity team. But the nigga has averaged like. Decimals Like he averaged like <laughs> One point something a game He was just happy to be light skinned And had a jacket on I ain't never heard nobody say He averaged <laughs> decimals he, did, he averaged decimals in this motherfucker That's the name of this episode <laughs> He averaged decimals Wow <laughs> Nigga was trash He was just happy to be tall Light skin and had a varsity jacket. That man averaged point. <laughs> That's how you know J Cole and J Cole averaged slightly more than that in the three games he played. That means at least one game he didn't score shit. <laughs> hey, you still had to take that L though. Yeah, I had to take that L. It, it, it was what it was, bro. You know, I, I, I hadn't gotten over the the paper bag test and the light skin issues and all that shit. Uh, we, I mean, we out here now, so you know, there's that. Um, as a matter of fact, I, you know, now that I've put out one, I don't, you know, I used to not even talk about high school. Like high school, I, t- I told people I was just born and then went to college. Like I, I don't even acknowledge high school no more, but. Yeah, I, yeah, it was a bummy. It was a it was a bummy nigga who talked a good game. Was like six six, couldn't dunk, and averaging decimals per game. Damn, like you got like like damn, you can't even carry the one in that bitch. Like like it wasn't it wasn't pretty, but you still had to take the L off of a nigga that was trash in basketball. And couldn't fight. I was gonna say, you but make just it, had the jacket. You making it sound worse for yourself. It's true. It's true. I was Peter Parker back in the day, so I'm good with that. Uh, 
So yeah, we're gonna take a quick break from and with that. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Sober Conversation with the least sober team in podcasting, and I am not sober at all. Yeah. I just realized it. We went through over half a bottle. God damn, we did. Shit. Pour up. And we are back. Man. We are black. We are opinionated. You are leaning. <laughs> man. Oh man. I just I you know, I didn't mean to put I ain't really trying to put the, throw that man under the bus, but J. Cole, like <laughs> he average how you that big not dunking? He can dunk. No, the dude could oh, dunk. Oh, well. And averaging like I've never <laughs> I had never heard of that before in my life. Like you actually had to move the decimal over cuz it was like point zero something. Decimal per game. How do you even do that? Like it can even round up to one thing. <laughs> I like goddamn it, I can count. I know how to kill I know how to kill ratio and Call of Duty works. And just off of that alone, I know you trash. Maybe he did all the intangibles. <laughs> Maybe he filled up the hustle board. <laughs> did you say the hustle board? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, man. That nigga's second string water. <laughs> but he still got the game. He still got the pussy, so whatever. Um. Uh. Oh man, where were? We? Oh God. So, <laughs> uh, I forgot. I gotta tell y'all. I have to actually remind y'all now. Subscribe. Y'all gotta subscribe to these shits. When you go to when, whatever your streaming service is, subscribe. Whatever episode you like, if you like, if you on SoundCloud, leave a comment, leave a like, rate. Review wherever you see us, like like on Facebook, people leave ratings and reviews on mm-hmm. Facebook or Apple. All that shit helps. Also, share, share a lot of you. I more of y'all have been sharing. Yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Um, we don't talk about you know. I I wanted to get in the habit of talking about this on air because I do so on social media, but that's how independent black content catches fire. Through savvy, involved, engaged audiences yeah. like yourself. Um, now, granted, I did pick when I was maybe the drunkest to point this out. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like I'm just talking shit. But yes, uh, engagement matters. Uh, you know, um, you know. Hashtag that shit. We are the culture. Hashtag that shit. Black black podcast. Whatever. You know, um, that's how that's how independent black content that you like catches on, and that's how you know this we can grow this. And the the more and the more we grow this, the more it helps because that just means more crazy ass listener letters, yeah, more submissions, um, more guests. 
you know, since y'all decided outside is open, we're we're getting close to guest. We're, we're season getting again. very close to guest season, man. I got a list. I'm checking it twice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Randall is showing me the numbers. Another record month. Did we surpass? We sure did. We surpassed. Oh man, very good. Good job. Oh yeah, that's how we do it out here. Um, and thank y'all. Thank y'all for that. Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Okay, this week, um, female black athletes getting fucked over. Uh, yeah. Naomi Osaka. So they so they did find her. Um, it's they, not clear yet. So, okay. first of all, let me give a little background. Naomi Osaka is the highest paid female athlete in the world. Number 15 among all athletes. So the first 14 are all men. Number 15 is Naomi. Naomi Osaka is also the highest paid female athlete ever. Yes, even surpassing Serena Williams. She announced recently um, that, and I, I forget which which open it was. Um, she decided that she did not want to do the press afterwards. Correct. And she cited the strain that it is on her mental health, her mental well being, and she said, "I'll play the games. I just don't want to go through the, the press shit with y'all because that shit fucks with my fucks with my mental, son." Correct. Tell the press to suck a dick. Um, the French Open. Um, they threatened to fine her $15,000, which is like pennies on the ground for her. Correct. Um, but before they could do that, she decided that she just won't do the French Open. Since since y'all want to since y'all act stupid. Yeah. And, and And the lesson in this is it sucks that an, an organization... And she she was very clear, very transparent about the fact that she wanted to not engage in that because it was not good for her mental well-being. And as an organization, the French Open was like, oh, uh, so we're going to fine you? Well, that's going to be a problem. And, you know, we're going to threaten to keep you off of the Grand Slam Tour if you don't want to do this press. Hey, 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 don't threaten me. I just won't do it. Yeah. Y'all suck a dick. Yeah. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Because, first of all, <clears throat> what the fuck is the point of these press conferences anyway? Right. <laughs> I've said this before. You know, everybody showed their ass when Steph Curry had his daughter up there. And he was tending to his daughter while he was answering the questions. And people acted like that was like that was too big a deal oh my god a child does not belong up there she's just in the way they acted like that when um was it cam newton who didn't want to do press after he lost like he somebody lost the super bowl it was a black dude yeah it probably was cam probably. he lost the super bowl didn't want to talk to the press and just left and everybody acted like everybody acted like that was he's such a egregious. And nobody's hurt by this but the media and look how he dresses well, I don't think they said they should have. <laughs> Someone should have. 
Um, that's why I gave props to Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch was, I'm just here so I don't get fined. And we'll just talk about bullshit. If you, if you, if you actually need him to say some shit, we'll just talk about bullshit. I'm just here so I don't Here to get talk fined. about Skittles. <laughs> here to talk about the nutritional value of Snickers. And I just, why do these press conferences matter so fucking much to these organizations? All we're going to hear about is that somebody's very happy that they won and somebody else is very bummed that they fucking lost. That's it. We're just going to have to, you know, get it together and and come back next game and and try to turn it around. Shut up. You already know what they're going to say. You already right, and and especially especially if there are coaches, they're just gonna sit up there and make some excuses. We've heard it all before. It was a moral victory. Shut the fuck up. We just didn't play well today. Shut the fuck up. You know, and and, and these press conferences don't matter so much to us. It's an insult to y'all, and we don't really give a fuck about y'all. Yeah, y'all give a fuck, and it's so self indulgent to nail. The best tennis player out right now. Aside, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. asterisks aside from Serena. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's, she did beat Serena. She beat Serena. I think she beat Serena like twice. Yeah, man. It nothing the, wrong with that. The best player in tennis right now. Let's go. Getting her the fuck out of there because she doesn't want to do the dance. She doesn't want to step and fetch for you, motherfuckers. Yeah. That's what it is. If we keeping it a buck, and she's twenty two. Remember how. Emotionally fragile, y'all motherfuckers were at twenty two, <laughs> and she's twenty two. Fucking uh, uh, Corday, who shout out to him for for and for him who, as of her making all this, as of of her being officially the richest athlete ever, um, them YBN niggas ain't never gonna see that nigga ever again, ever, ever. They ain't gonna see that nigga again. Next time they see that nigga, he gonna be all. He, it's gonna look like Get Out. He gonna be all cardigan up. He gonna have a kid in each arm. <laughs> Afternoon, gentlemen. How are you today? Oh, no man. face tattoos. All surgically removed. You know, with precision. Yeah, it was as if he never had on his face. Would you guys? Would you, would you guys care for a spot of tea? Perhaps he gonna be out here. Um, hey, hey, nigga, we gonna drop this new fire, nigga. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, sir. I'm, your colloquialisms are unfamiliar to me at this time. You know, I I don't understand your moon cricket speech. <laughs> <laughs> now you can you can stay on the porch, but you cannot come in the house. I, I'm sorry, I don't speak porch monkey. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't understand your your African American dialect. Please pull your pants up, sir. Please, there's no way to carry yourself. Throw throw away your trash. Yes. This is this is a house that was funded. This is a house that was approved by the Don Lemon Association. <laughs> How dare you? Um, that was a good episode, of Nigga Peace Theater, yeah, for y'all. Uh, YBN Corday is not. He is not fucking with y'all the long way. Mm-mm. That nigga gonna turn into fucking uh, Archie from Riverdale or some shit. <laughs> um, but between that. And now we have Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles, they actually tried to ding her on the, uh, tap her on the hand for being too good. Mm-mm. She did a move that nobody else could do that they couldn't figure out how she did it. Mm-mm. 
and they and they tried to implement wasn't this they tried to implement some rules that would keep it fair or some bullshit or they told her not to do the move and she got out there and did the move because I'm grown and suck my dick like and she came out first meet post pandemic like yeah let me just go and let me just go and bust this pike double flip on your bitch ass landed this chick came out like the black widow bro. yeah yeah y'all y'all because I can y'all just y'all just don't like to see the greatest gymnast ever I I want to rem- I want to I want to know when somebody ever told Tom Brady to stop being too good I want to know when somebody ever told Peyton Manning to stop being better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to know when somebody told Drew Brees to stop being better than ever. Well, no, they didn't yeah, tell him that because he's not him. better than everyone yeah, else. They definitely tell him that. They, no, no one told him that. Um, no one's ever told these people to stop being better than everyone else. Stop winning. Stop winning so fucking much. You know, nobody ever told. Who 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 quarterbacked after Brady left the Patriots? Well, no, they never told him to stop being too good because that was the beginning of the end. Like who? <laughs> exactly. I haven't watched the NFL in, in a few years. I don't give a shit. Um, no, no one tells the men this. Certainly, no one tells the white men this. You just get to be. You just you're just better than everyone else, and everyone's just a hater, and you, they just have to deal with it. Maybe you should go. Compete against the men. Oh, that bullshit. Yeah, tell Amanda Nunez that bullshit, too. She might dust him, too. I would say, Amanda Nunez will bust your ass, too. Don't don't start talking shit. Joe Rogan. <laughs> get your ass waxed, too. Yeah. They can't wait to get... You know, I, you just know it's some UFC people that can't wait to get Joe ass in the ring. They got a new season of Ultimate Fighter coming out soon, by the way. So I've never watched the Ultimate Fighter. That's not my shit. I love I love MMA and I love UFC. When they started trying to have a reality show, that wasn't my shit. But that that's right up your ass. That's like a Venn diagram of shit that you should be watching. But see, the, but see, they don't go through all the re- like it, it. It it's a serious competition. Oh, okay, it's that shit. No, I, I don't. That's not what I sign up for reality TV for at all. <laughs> You just need mess. I need mess and bullshit and fuckery and everything Chris Williams gave us on this season of <laughs> Married at First Sight. This nigga's insane. This nigga's insane. And guess what? The next season, I thought I was done. The next season of Married at First Sight going to be in Houston. When does it start? Soon. Like, like I think probably sometime in June. Okay. Here's my commitment. I will watch that season. I'm, I'm watching that season. I'm watching that shit. I I can't believe I'm not. I have to catch up on Ready for Love because Ready for Love is in Houston, and I actually know a couple of the people on the show. Oh, Bevan was on there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw a clip with Bevan on there. Bevan was on there as like the guest bartender. Yeah. Shout out to Bevan. Shout out to Bevan, man. She's she's dealt with a lot this year. She's had a she's had a rough year. Um, prayers and support. Yeah. Prayers and support. We love you. Stay in the fight. I don't know what Ready to Love is about, though, but I saw that she was on the clip. It's, 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 it's 35 and up desperate black people trying to date. Period. Uh, That's it. It's desperate, and up 30, it's desperate 35 and up networking black people. A lot of LLC niggas. Are they, from, are they all from Houston? Yeah. 
Presumably. Uh, I know in the last season, one of them was a DJ I can't place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's in Houston. I'm gonna watch it. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna catch up on that shit. I'm gonna catch up on that shit like this week. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's not what I watched Ultimate, whatever for. That's not my thing. <laughs> um, but it's just weird. Back, going back to the women, it's just weird that. No, it's not weird. It's customary at this point that women get raked under the co- raked over the coals by these impossible standards that most of the dudes in their field probably couldn't live up to. Right? Oh, we should put Amanda Nunes up against John Jones, nigga. You can't beat John Jones. It's a it, like you know. Oh well, and then and then when she gets in there. And doesn't cut the mustard because whatever. Now she ain't shit. Because she couldn't beat a motherfucker that none of y'all could beat. Yeah, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. And that's how they bring you down. It, it, somebody always said to me, the more people climbing up the tree, the, the, the more the monkey climbs up the tree, the more people looking at their ass. That's racist. But I get it. Send <laughs> <laughs> your racist... <laughs> Send your racist stories. Speaking of racist stories, <laughs> I'm, I'm reporting you for that shit. <laughs> it this wasn't just about I black people. With this is why I don't fuck with white people. Send your racist stories, your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters questions for myself and d randall or any guests you hear on this podcast <laughs> why do y'all listen to us <laughs> please send that to opinionswildblack at gmail.com uh or find us on social media through opinionswildblack.com y'all know the vibes we're gonna be right back with the <laughs> with the, with the listener letters in the top three stfus you are listening to houston's most savage podcast pour up And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. For this last segment, I'm going straight. We are mem- we are Memorial Day shit face, boy. I tell you. Oh, that's a poor. That's a real. That's a grown man poor. Get that. Hit that man with the air horns. Holy shit! No mixer. Let me let me throw something in this motherfucker and see what happens. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Nigga, you can when you can smell that shit over the lemonade, bro. You know what time it is. You know the vibes. You good? Let's take it to the head. The whole thing. Oh my god, man! Hit this man with the air horns. <laughs> this nigga drunk himself into the spirit world, bro. That nigga is out of there. This is for all those. Who d- defended this country? <laughs> Don't let them forget, y'all. Memorial Day was started by black people. Also true. It started by black people, um, and it was uh, gentrified by Linda B. Johnson. Um, but yeah, 
It was started by black people who who memorialized the deaths, I think, of 250-something Union soldiers who were just buried in a mass grave and not given a proper burial. Um, they exhumed the bodies, and they all paraded and gave them a proper burial to honor them. And uh, y'all keep taking shit for black people. <laughs> don't ever let it be said that we don't educate you motherfuckers at some point on this podcast. Bitch, get some history in your life too. <laughs> See, now I gotta do a now I gotta do a history shirt. <laughs> um, oh man, so it's time for the listener letters. Sorry for one of our favorite segments. Yeah. Uh Ibersol Fallon hit us with something uh Last week actually um, Gentlemen Don't know if this will make the air But in case it does I probably would have went live With an incident report For the inaugural White people must be stopped segment um, Had I not been in the sub basement Without Wi-Fi Of this 6 to 8 million dollar mansion Off Lake Travis Or wherever all the white douchey motherfuckers Live in Austin um, Attached is a screen cap Of that incident do with that what you want. Carry on. And it is, uh, oh, it's a Facebook post from when it happened. Uh, you is smart. You is kind. You is important. I overheard a rich white woman saying that to another rich white woman. And I was reminded yet again of just how much I hate, hate rich white women. That's for you. Also, these white, that just... That is just reminds you of what I have been saying for years now, which is that white people don't have any context for which they say some of the things that we consider to be, oh, they're throwing out racial slurs. They're just saying some shit that they think sounds good. They don't have any, any historical or cultural context for the shit they be saying other than they heard somebody else saying it on TV. Now, hear me out. <clears throat> Not all rich white women. Oh, Jesus. That was, that was a heavy fucking Yeah, I, I saw that. Oh, my God. I could hear that one. Oh. Um, at a previous job, um, a well-to-do white woman at my job, older white woman, not attractive at all, named Nancy, took a liking to me. So much so that any time that the group of us went out to a happy hour, she would laugh at my corny-ass jokes and, and do the little thing where she laughs and puts her hand on your knee or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, one time, at a happy hour, she was doing the same shit. My wife was there. Oh, shit. And I told her about Nancy before. And she saw the fake laugh and the, the, you know, the putting the hand on the shoulder and on the knee. That's a problem. And Justine was like, keep making her laugh. (laughs) She's paying for all our shit. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough. Nancy paid for all our shit. Um, so yeah, not all not all rich white women. <laughs> but just the drunk ones. <laughs> oh shit. That is that is hilarious. Man, look, man. No, I'm not going there. But I, I feel yep. you. Sometimes you just gotta ride that shit out, Sometimes man. Sometimes you just have to be a whore. <laughs> <laughs> it is the oldest profession and the, the the appetizers were half off that day, and we had quite a few appetizers. 
<laughs> so you was so y'all were the niggas just hanging out for the appetizers. I mean, he, we they hit were that, free. We hit that hundred dollar minimum. <laughs> <laughs> she hit the hundred dollar yeah. minimum. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it. Um, David Santiago writes after watching your name for the first time yesterday. That's the thing. Okay. After watching your name for the first time yesterday uh, and feeling every emotion there is to feel, I'm wondering what's your favorite anime and or anime movie and or series. Okay. That's not so bad. Do you have a favorite anime movie or series? Oh, yeah. This is easy. Um, I don't know if this counts, but it's going to count today. Um, And actually... My answer is my favorite series is technically a combination of three different series that was put together into one narrative. Okay. And Americanized and goes by the name of Robotech. Hey! Released by Harmony Gold, I believe, in 1985, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Shout out to Rick Hunter, the God. Man, look, that was. At the time, it was unlike any other cartoon that I had seen. You are correct because it was it was episodic. Mm-hmm. It it scanned generations. Again, they 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 put three different series together to create one narrative. That was some dope character development too. It, it was dope because it was eighty five episodes, and for me, I would start watching it at the beginning of summer vacation. And by the end of summer vacation, we get through the whole story. I think it's on Netflix right now, and I'm gonna dive into that shit again. Yeah, I mean that go, shit was the truth. I may go back into it, man. It's I, I think it um, it was one of the things that created a gateway to anime here in the in the U.S. Especially, um, it was dope. Shout out to you know RDF one, all my niggas out there. Shout out to the Zentradi. You know, y'all thought y'all could get it. Y'all thought. Y'all thought. You know, y'all tried. Um, and it's connected. It's connected that you said that. Well, did you did you have another one? No, no. Okay, it was because it's crazy you said that. One of my favorite movies, one of my favorite anime movies, uh, other than at the now the top of the heap is Princess Mononoke. Yeah, okay. Princess Mononoke in my in my eyes can do no wrong. <clears throat> it is the 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 Star Wars New Hope of anime in my book, mm-hmm. like unfuckwittable. Yeah. Everything about it, there's so much about it that influences so much shit that we watch today. Yep. But underneath that, Macross Plus. <sighs> Macross Plus is Macross Plus is the Top Gun. It's the top. Like you know how I love Top Gun. Macross Plus is a classic. The way Top Gun is a classic. Unfuckwittable, bro. The 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 space fights in that one, man. That uh, for me at the time that was just. It was beyond anything I could I could have imagined at the, the time. F- the fight at the end where the homeboys fought <sighs> in their individual sh- that was the truth. <sighs> that was that was fucking amazing. Ryan Christian was in that? Excuse me? Ryan Cranston was in Macross Plus? I gotta I look according to Wikipedia. The fuck? Also shout out to Yoko Kano, the music god. Yoko Kano just unfuckwittable with the soundtracks. Uh, she's done so much amazing shit. Brian Cranston, really? I don't know. Okay, 
They they might be bullshit. Yeah, they might be bullshit. Um, I got a little too excited. Yeah, I, that that's a wild one. I know he been on. The, I know he been in the game for a minute, but yeah, no, nah, he wasn't doing macros. Um, and favorite anime series of all time, probably Cowboy Bebop. It's it's a very it's a very kind of popular safe answer. Yeah, but Cowboy Bebop is the fucking truth. The music was dope. The music was that was the and that was the first that was one of the first time. Like I had grown up for a while with anime. And it's some it's some of my favorites. It's some of my favorites that are kind of uh, obscure that y'all don't know about, like the Venus Wars, like uh, Dominion Tank Police. Uh, y'all don't know about that shit. Um, uh, eight Man After. Yeah, y'all y'all know now don't know nothing about Eight Man or Kashan or none of that. So I'm not gonna school you there. Uh-oh. But is somebody gonna really rip my ass up on like? Twitter or IG and be like niggas know about Kashan. But Cowboy Bebop was was the first time as a kind of as in, in my teenage years when I started looking for real drama in this shit that satisfied that for me. Cowboy Bebop was one of those genre benders that did everything that I love in a narrative and and well. Yeah. Like, my favorite episode is Battle of the Fallen Angels. That did everything I love in an action movie and an action narrative so well. Like, you have a, like you have a nigga with a gun who can't fuck with a nigga with a sword <laughs> and just and barely canceled each other out and could not beat each other. Yeah. And you had you had Spike getting his old getting getting his getting in his mysterious past swag and shit and you know it was it was one of the most interesting narratives and for everybody all the characters had good narratives but we really got wrapped up in spike man the mysterious chick that comes out of nowhere you know faye getting in the faye getting in some shit they ain't got nothing to do with her and almost getting her head blown off yeah jet just trying to keep the ship together you know, it, it did everything so well, and oh, and the music was just—that was when I was really into instrumentals and jazz. Yeah, and the fact that it was just putting together all this shit that I grew up on had that trip hop, right? It was just amazing, and then followed that shit up with Samurai Champloo. <sighs> Samurai Champloo is unfuckwittable. Shout out, rest in peace, Nuja Bees. Also, notice I didn't even mention Akira or Ninja Scroll. Those see, I didn't want to be safe. That's the those are the safe ones. I didn't want to be safe and say Akira and Ninja Scroll. I was just watching Akira again a few weeks ago. That's always good for a rewatch. I am overdue for it. I have I have the remastered Ninja Scroll anniversary DVD. <laughs> you ain't heard nobody say DVD in a hot minute. I yeah. bet I'm putting that shit in my PS4 tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't fuck with us about anime, and can't, not that y'all ask, but w- as far as you know, what I'm watching right now, I'm definitely all wrapped up in My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia. The um, new season is lit. One Punch Man is good. My my niece put me on the Demon Slayer. So okay, so Demon Slayer is good. I have to start. It's, I have to start. It's I I got. It's one of those things that. At first, I'm like, oh, okay, it is. But once you get caught up in the story, you're just like, okay, I got to keep watching. 
Fair enough. I'm, you know, I, fair enough. I was, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a little more picky about these new animes that come along. They have, um, they have a lot of screaming in them. Yeah, they do. Um, and then the. And uh, I was just watching My Hero Academia, the latest episode. Yeah. Are you caught up? No, not at all. Oh, shit. But also Attack on Titan. Right, let me throw that in there. Oh, all that yelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the meek mill of animes. Right there. <laughs> that is the one. Um, but yeah, if, if you are not caught up on My Hero Academia, y'all need to get caught up because I need to talk my shit about the past two episodes. Because let me tell you something. Bakugo needs therapy. Bakugo, my nigga uh, Kachan, needs serious therapy. <laughs> y'all, y'all talk about these fictional characters that go to therapy now. They always got to do that shit in the show. We need to see Bakugo's therapy. He needs help. <laughs> this nigga's battle cry is die. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean... Uh, this nigga's battle cry is die. If you're gonna have one, god damn, that man need help. Shit, talked all spicy to all my uh, boy. I, respect your elders, goddamn. Anyway, anyway, uh, you said you had a listener letter. I have a listener letter. This Let's one, go. This one is a joint one. This comes from both uh, Tim Hall, the People's Critic, and Jessica O'Brien, the Curly Nerd. What up, y'all? This came through from a. Uh, from a text conversation. So before we started broadcasting, I, I showed you the, um, the fight in the strip club. Correct. Um, that was an 18 plus strip club in Dallas. <laughs> of course. Uh, not only Dallas, not only is it 18 up, it's a BYOB strip club. <laughs> and we saw that there was a, there was a brawl to end it all in there. Y'all, when he told me this is an 18 and up strip club and it's BYOB, I, the first thing out of my mouth was, oh, well, somebody got shot, right? <laughs> <laughs> because what what other end would there be to that? One of the reviews did say that um, the paid staff for this club murdered someone in the parking lot. Oh, shit. And gave him one star. <laughs> appropriately. That's what's fucked up. They gave him one star. <laughs> Well, I did have to watch. I did have to watch the management like kill somebody. So, <laughs> eh, God damn. I, I was leaning towards two, but that kind of pushed oh, me. Oh, just another night in the players' club. The question is, what would make you want to fight in a strip club? <laughs> if you, if you, what kind of- if you think about it, a, a, a strip club is supposed to be a place. Of, of, of happiness, of, of peace. You have alcohol. You have scantily clad women who are, who are, who are there to please you and to, and, and, you know, to, to, to fancy your whim. What would make you want to fight in a strip club? It would, ha- like somebody, it would have to be somebody trying to touch me. Like, it would have to be somebody, like the, like the shit would have already had to break out. And y'all get me involved. Because I'm always that nigga. I'm always like, hey, bro, y'all bring that shit over here. We're going to be three fighting motherfuckers. <laughs> and I especially don't want y'all falling all on me when Charmaine's titties are in my face. <laughs> and, I'm trying to, and, I'm, and I'm trying to sneak a little, uh, sneak a little grab when I put the, when I put the, 
the dollar bill in there. Damn it. Y'all can't. Yeah, don't don't bring that fighting shit over to me. If y'all gonna fight, like you, like the, the the thing I loved about that about that clip was that in the front in the foreground you could see a nigga when the fight really got going you could see a nigga get up and dap his homeboy up say man look I'm finna get the fuck up out of here bro I'm finna head to the house I'm about to make this move man man let me get up out of here bro and just very calmly was just that's it that you know we yeah. we, we we have reached the end of the night. <laughs> I, I named my price in the beginning, and y'all yeah. have reached it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just don't bring that fighting over to me. If y'all want to fight, y'all fight over there. Y'all take that shit outside. I'm trying to look at some titties bounce. I'm trying to have a strange woman's underwear on my head. Leave me the fuck alone. That's all I ask. Anything outside of that can end in a fight. Especially if you're halfway through a song that you just paid $20 for. <laughs> Bruh! Not during my dance. Another review for this club said that they were cutting songs like two minutes in. <laughs> oh, oh, man. She can't even get the bra off good in two minutes. Fuck that. Oh, no. You'd have to, you'd have to give me some change. <laughs> I hope you got a yeah, bitch. I hope you got a coin belt. Wow! Ching, 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 ching. Better hand me my fifty cents back. <laughs> you hustle me for fifty cents a dance, nigga. <laughs> Shit! Uh, you said it was a two parter. No, that was it. Oh, that was it. That was it. That was the whole thing. Okay. I mean, I could. Th- there was kind of a second part to it, but well, the second part to it was so you know, like we, we saw the the squab in the airport a couple weeks ago. Correct. Right. Same question, but in the airport. What would make you fight in an airport? Flight delay. <laughs> flight delay, and if I saw the nigga responsible, we'd be in a fight. <laughs> we'd 100% be in a fight. I'd have been one of them niggas. Remember when the man showed up with that taser? Yeah. Waxed three niggas in one taser blast? <laughs> I'd have definitely been one of them. I will light your ass up again. I'd have definitely been one of them motherfuckers. You, you, you tell me my shit. You tell me my shit delayed another thirty minutes. Cause this motherfucker don't act, ain't, ain't trying to act right. It don't take you thirty minutes to get this motherfucker off the plane. I'll do it. Shit, if y'all can get this plane, get this plane moving, and I'll throw him out with the shit moving. Make sure you'll never get on this plane again. That's only Delta that lets you get away with that though. So. Shit. Spirit, they just let you fight it out. <laughs> Spirit is that survivor of the fittest airline. Spirit, the pilots take bets. <laughs> that one nigger that came in here. He if, you, a, if you win, you fly. Yeah, they, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the two men, two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> with a, a parachute. Or a woman. Or a woman. Or a woman. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. And and they still have to, and I lose. They still have to drag my ass out. <laughs> Actually, be careful what you wish for with spirit. They'll throw yeah. you out mid-flight. I'm Fuck saying. that. Um, yeah, I, no. At the at the airport, no. I'd get tased, guaranteed, guaranteed. A nigga start being, especially if it's one of us. A nigga start being a nigga on the plane, and we can't take off. I'm taking it personally. Hey, we we saw that shit in the, in the clip a couple weeks ago when niggas were fighting in the airport. We don't know who started it. 
But TSA ended it. He just walked, <laughs> and he just walked by. Watch your mouth, nigga. Watch your mouth, nigga. And just started throwing them hard bees on him. Everybody got tased. Everybody got tased. And the best part was that everybody got tased, and that one nigga that didn't saw it and politely stepped over that nigga. I am not missing my flight. Am I in boarding group one? Parting me. I think that is my boarding group <laughs> calling right now. Um, I was on standby. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Jess. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, thank you, Chef. Uh, y'all know to do opinionswhileblack at gmail.com is the place to be. If you want to get at us, hit us in the comment section. Y'all know I y'all know I ask in advance. Always take advantage of that. It is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck shut up? Shut the fuck up! Nope. Well, we have... Oh, actually, we have some uh, runners up. And uh, first runner up is Tristan Thompson. Um, uh, OJ's OJ's daughter's baby daddy. Um, he said <laughs> he was responding to the heckling to the the Russell Westbrook and uh, what's his name heckling. Uh, he said, uh, "Don't ever spit in my face. I'll follow your ass home." That's the problem. That's the problem, Tristan. We know that. You'll follow anybody home but Chloe. Ouch. <laughs> Chloe's spitting Chloe's spitting all the way home right now, hoping you'll come hoping you'll come take care of this fucking baby. Wow. Maybe you know, sometimes sometimes it's not your turn to speak. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you're just leaving yourself open for the jab. Like you it wasn't your time. Cause uh they definitely dragged him about that shit. Um, also, and I didn't mention this in the rundown, um, Kevin Sorbo is out here talking shit again. Why? It doesn't matter. All that matters is that Twitter was dragging him. Hashtag Karen Sorbo. I shit you not. Drag the fuck out of him. Call, he is he is now Karen Sor- Sorbo, now wow. and forever. They dragged the shit out of him. What did he say? I don't even think it matters. It was okay. something about the, it was an anti-vax thing. I believe. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> keeps making me wish Zena would come back and whoop his ass. Zena yeah. was always the better show, anyway. Yeah, like like Hercules was hard until it wasn't. He never looked like Hercules to me. Like he was too much of a himbo. <laughs> he was just too much of a. He, he just looked like kind of a dumbass. And you know, like the them first couple seasons was hard. Then everything got goofy, which is kind of what happened to Zena. Got a little too meta on us, but anyway, it took like ten seasons to do that shit. Yeah. Um, and we were always convinced her and that other girl were fucking, so we just kept watching and hope. Um, yeah, Karen Sorbo. Also, just Joe Brown oh. is a runner-up. Really? Just Joe Brown got to talking hot shit on Kwame Brown's YouTube about Cardi. Um, oh, who else? Called Lizzo a fat bitch. Um, Judge Joe Brown? Judge Joe Brown. Wow. Dusty ass Judge Joe Brown. Uh, so it turns out he is everybody's musty uncle. Sounds like my uncle's. 
Just Joe Brown got to talking cash shit about Cardi being a former stripper. Got to talking cash shit about um, Lizzo being a fat bitch. And uh, started calling uh, Kamala Harris a hoe. Says she fucked her way to the top. Wow. I ain't even replaying that shit because that, that shit upset me. And the fact that Kwame Brown was just kikiing to the side talking about I ain't saying nothing. Wow, the, the least popular TV judge has an opinion. Of all time. Of all time. If Judge Mathis had said this, he might not be a runner-up. Alas. Um, and Kwame Brown nasty, too. I know he's been talking a lot of shit, but he was talking. We liked it when he was talking shit about people that deserved it. Well, you know, he just had somebody on there to talk shit, and and he can semi distance himself from it just so he can get the clicks. Just like Joe Budden did with uh, Kevin Samuels. Yeah, basically. Um, <clears throat> yeah, if this was a judge we gave a fuck about, I might, you know, they might not be a runner up, but alas, uh, it is what it is. Um, shout out to that, shout out to that cute judge from the People's Court. That old lady could get it. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, the old, old Puerto Rican lady could kind of could kind of get it. Um, what else? No. Oh, number three. Now I actually have to start paying attention. I am. This ain't no normal vodka. Let me just let me, uh, yeah. let me just tell you all that. Yeah. <laughs> number three is Nikki Haley. Uh, the for- she, she's still around. The former U.S. ambassador. Um, she only she only shows up in the media when she wants us to know how stupid she is. Um, she called Kamala Harris unprofessional and unfit. This is the same dumb broad who worked under a president who literally started an uprising against the country that he is in charge of. While he was technically still in charge. While he was still in charge. Um unprofessional and unfit nobody out of the trump administration is allowed to come out and talk shit no we have to nip that in the bud right away because whenever people start talking about war wars abroad and war on terror now motherfuckers from bush and clinton administrations want to come up and talk shit to you i don't want to hear from paul wolfowitz about the war you know what i'm saying so we have to nip this shit in the bud nikki haley got to shut up right off the fucking muscle yeah yeah we can't have none of that Nikki Haley don't even have a fucking job anymore. Like, what do you right. do? What do you do? What? Who was paying? Like, who was paying attention to you to even hear hear from you in the first place? Shut the fuck Shut up, the Nikki fuck Haley. Up. Um, number two. So high, so drunk. Um, number two is Future and Diddy. Both of them. Yeah, Future and Puff got a hold of joint L on this one because they both looking the same kind of week. Um, so, Nadavius in his latest joint has a has a bar about um, not fucking with Lori Harvey. Bro, you turning in the you turning in the Salt Bay like you you like the 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 sodium content is real high with you. About these women that you fucked over that you used to fuck. Uh, how you take the new chick on the exact same vacation? How you a public figure? You take the new chick on the exact same romantic getaway that you took the last chick. I mean, maybe he had a reservation that was still open. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. 
I mean, well, that and, you know, I'm sure Lori didn't care. That's a bigger part of it. Lori didn't care. Whatever, I'm getting it. <laughs> it ain't got to be new. It ain't got to be new. It ain't got to be special. Um, also, Diddy, you know, you know uh, ben, ben Affleck and J-Lo are back together. Yeah. So, Diddy posts some shit, some throwback Thursday shit on Instagram talking about, man, I wish I could get the vibe back. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, I wish I could get the vibe back. That was pity. The, the problem is... Is that J Lo realizes that the vibe involved her getting shot at? That's when the vibe ain't coming back and don't need to come back. If if J Lo were as petty a person as I am, she would have replied with a photo of Diddy and Kim Porter. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, if we're gonna go petty, I will out petty you. Go super petty. I'm just saying. Um, a, a level well beyond nine thousand. <laughs> that is tragic, and that's a tragic <laughs> level of petty to go. Um, they look clownish for this, both of them. Yeah, they look like hella clowns. Like it, y'all's it, roster is better than this. This is the action. No. This is the action of niggas with no, no roster. They're, I'm gonna say they're they're not happy. You can tell that they're not happy. No, they're not happy. What 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 have what has future? Well, let me not say accomplished because a woman is not an accomplishment. This is true. But the the women that they dissed the most were the ones that probably bore the most significance in their lives. With the with the exception of Kim Porter in Diddy's case, like right. Diddy will never have another Kim Porter. No, he didn't have her when he had her. Also true. So him, that's just like that's just like that's just like a nigga at Yates, you know, taking the gal that you like. And you got some fly shit to say about how many points per game he averages. I, I did. It's the it's equivalent. True. It's true. It's the equivalent. I did. I did. I stand by it. You know, and and both of them, especially Future. Future has to see every woman he's ever been with level all the way up. Yeah, man. It's you know, true. Like his, you know, his former women go to the Russell Wilsons and the Michael B. Jordans of the world. It's true. Shout out to them. And sometimes when you, your your hurt shows when you when you realize that you lost. Your best chance at anything good in your life. It's true, and now you just stuck with you know you stuck with. Yeah, Cassie that moved on. Cassie that moved on, leveled up, very happy. Didn't Cassie go and get all white boy? Yep, got a whole baby now. Oh man, everything you didn't do. Oh boy, look at you. Y'all look weak. Y'all look real weak for this. Y'all too. Y'all too grown. Did it? You pushing sixty? Y'all too grown. Y'all got too. Y'all getting too much money to be out here looking like this. We expect these kind of antics from Drake, baby. Well, but he's Drake. He's Drake. We've he true. set that standard early. He set that standard early in his crossover career, and so we've come to accept that kind of behavior. Yeah. Future, and this is me not being a future fan. This isn't what I look for from you. Diddy, and I'm not even. Well, I, I okay. So back in the day when I was a kid, I wasn't all that that uh, the white jumpsuits and all that stupid ass dancing mm-hmm. and shit. Uh, Diddy, this is what we expect from you. He still got Larry Ann Gibson showing up. Oh shit! <laughs> she was at the Memorial Day party this weekend. <laughs> I bet. What did they fuck? Did that come out? Did they fuck? I mean, I don't think that really has to come out. I I think that's just. 
that's just Understood. what we, yeah you're right you're right some of that shit on making the band was looking a little too real yeah um yeah y'all look terrible y'all look stupid for this uh both y'all got a hold of l and just shut the, shut fuck, the up. fuck up y'all got whole families and kids you know you don't want and, and you don't want your son looking at you like that mm-hmm. especially not when y'all been in it diddy when y'all been in the same pussy it's true. Eskimo brothers with your son. Um, and the number one person who should shut the fuck up is, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest loser, Jillian. The biggest losers uh, own Jillian Michaels. Really? Where has she been, man? Um, Jillian Michael, the juicing, juicing. Uh, Jillian Michaels. Is out here talking shit about Lizzo. Oh man! In the basic shit. <clears throat> oh, that's not healthy. I'm so glad she's proud of herself, but she's not healthy. <sighs> y'all, I am so sick of y'all dragging y'all dragging some woman who wants to have her titties out on her on her social media, calling her out of shape when she gets on stage for hours at a time. Doing whole dance routines and playing the fucking flute. Most of you niggas can't make it to your front door without breaking a fucking sweat. It's hard sometimes. Most of you, most of you niggas get winded mowing the lawn. Seen. <laughs> Felt. Most of you niggas run out of breath, holding your breath with your eyes closed while you washing your hair while you rinsing your hair out. Most of you niggas. Luckily, I don't have hair. I got. I, I got to admit, I got. I got a lot of hair now, and it's an adventure washing the shit. Um, a lot of you niggas can't do half the choreography that Lizzo does without breaking a sweat, getting winded. I can't believe y'all have nerve to talk about this woman consistently. Mind your fucking business. And speaking of mind your fucking business, I have a bonus. Shut the fuck up. Oh, Monique got to get her ass out of here too. Mm. Shut the fuck up. Monique got to get her bum ass the fuck out of here. I'm so sick of Monique. Cause, cause anytime she she steps up to talk, for once she stepped up to talk about somebody other than her, and we didn't want to hear it. Cause you know the new thing is people talking about um, black women walking around in public with their bonnets on. Because it was this picture of some women at the airport uh, with their bonnets on as they were going through security. And Monique talking all this shit about we need to be classier. We need to be we we need to be more upscale and da 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 and all this steak 48 dress code bullshit. Mm-hmm. First of all, who the fuck wants to look, wants to dress to the nines at the fucking airport? Um, <clears throat> I typically wear sweatpants, flip flops, a faded T-shirt, and that's about it. Yeah, that's all you fucking need. That's all you fucking need because everybody wants to be comfortable. And now you got people on these on the, going on vacation. You got motherfuckers taking all these flights to Tulum. For now. They, they got the well, yeah. I'll say not for long. 
They got their bonnet. They got their bonnets on because they just got their hair done. They're not trying to fuck it up before they get to the island where the niggas are. Right. They trying to get, they trying to get their hair sweated out. They're not trying to show up with their hair sweated out. Mm. You dumb fuck. Monique is the most ridiculous. This is why I didn't back this. This is why I didn't back this dumb dingbat broad. Cause you you talked all this shit about how you wanted us to boycott Netflix for you. You talked all this shit about how black women deserve equal pay. This, that, and the third. You got you got a whole bunch of these motherfuckers to fight for you, and he and you thank them with this respectability politics bullshit. How? Like This is why nobody fucks with you And that's why I ain't buying all that Equal pay bullshit with you then Because the only time you open your mouth Is when some shit gotta be about you And the first time in Year in a few years now When you open your mouth and some shit ain't about you It's about you not minding your Fucking goddamn business Mm. The fuck is wrong with you? And not only that, to add insult to injury, you talked about them wearing bonnets and fucking sweatpants while you was wearing a robe and a bra. Cover up, bitch. You don't like it so much, do you? It's not so. It's not. It's, it doesn't feel so good when when the rabbit got the gun, does it? Wow. Silly motherfucker. I, I'm so sick of Monique. And I never thought Monique was funny. By the way, never. I've never heard a fun. I've never heard a funny thing Monique has ever said ever in her career. Not once. Just loud. Just loud. I and and don't start quoting the Parkers to me because I ain't never watched that shit. And ain't gonna watch that shit. I don't give a damn how many times y'all bring it back to Netflix. Y'all gotta shut the fuck up. And this is and this is why the and this is why the generation before you don't fuck with you. All you get off my lawn, motherfuckers. This is why the generation before you fucking hate you. Because y'all ain't never got nothing to say that ain't negative. Y'all ain't never got nothing to say to encourage these young black people. Teach these devils. Y'all ain't never got nothing to say that doesn't center and lionize some shit you did when it was you back in the day. But all that to find out that the shit you did back in the day didn't necessarily serve you. Y'all did a bunch of goofy shit. Y'all did a bunch of goofy shit today that shouldn't be done now. And 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 your and your parents, your grandparents, just ain't around to talk shit to you, and didn't have the and didn't have social media to talk shit to you because they hated a bunch of the shit y'all did. Your grandma wasn't just sanctioning the Jerry curl. Mm-mm. Your mama thought it was mad racist that you, that you called it the WAP. Wow. Are you fucking serious? Y'all didn't do everything right back in the day, and, and so so back in your day ain't so special. Half y'all half y'all out here uh, misspelling words on the Soul Train scramble board back in the day, and y'all got the nerve to talk talk shit about somebody with a bonnet on their head and a degree. Suck my dick. Get the fuck out of my face. Y'all ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Wow. Shut the fuck up! D. Randall, did we do a podcast today? Oh, we certainly did. Yeah, man, this is a good way to spend Memorial Day, man. Um, Guys, thank y'all for uh, hanging out with us yet again. Um, 
Um, y'all will probably be spending your Memorial Day nights because I know y'all going to try to turn up before you got to go back to work. <laughs> y'all going to walk in sluggish than a motherfucker to work tomorrow. Yeah, buddy. Um, I am people. I am. Well, I'm not people. I'm, <laughs> I'll be up filling out applications. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a Just a little pro tip. You know a job is some bullshit when they tell you it's competitive pay. <laughs> let me go ahead and just let me go ahead and just impart y'all with that knowledge right now. Who are you competing with? <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. They want you competing. Everybody needs to come up. That's what. That's why they had those stupid ass rules talking about you can't look. Talking about uh, what is it you um, you can't tell you can't tell your coworkers how much money you make and all that shit. Because if you told you, because if you, if you found out what your co, how much money your coworkers made, you'd fucking riot. That's why. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for uh, being here. The countdown to episode one hundred and fifty begins. Um, so begins our three year anniversary month. Um, we, 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 obviously, y'all are sticking with us. Yeah, obviously. So, like in two or three, like in two or three episodes, we're gonna have the anniversary show. That's crazy. That's wild. That's wild, man. Like, it, like I, I can't believe it's been three years already. I guess it's frightening. I guess we gotta do something special. Bring somebody on. I guess. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I, I'm kind of with you. I got it. I got. I kind of. I got to see how things. I just bit my. See tongue. what the vibes mm. are. Bit my tongue. That's how I'm drunk. Um, yeah. I, I mean, your head. We gotta see what the vibes are. Yeah, you know, we just gotta. You know, y'all. Y'all opened up a little before I was ready to open. Man, we had just got through saying, <laughs> "Give us three weeks." Thanks, man. The following weekend, y'all showed y'all ass. Y'all were like, nope. I always, I always know when outside is open when there's an uptick in videos of niggas running and getting away from the police on foot. That's <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> um, yeah, man. We so like I say, we're gonna be here. Um, also, we got new merch coming. Yes, sir. Uh, I, there's the spring summer merch. Some of y'all y'all really like them science shirts. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it here. This week, new titty shirts are coming. <gasps> new titty shirts are on the way. Since y'all want summer to be here. You know what I'm saying? So get, get you right for the summer. All be tank so tops. All tank tops. Oh, definitely tank tops. No, absolutely. Um, I'm going to throw some buttons in there or something. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Buttons. Got to be the shirts. Um... So yeah, be on the lookout for merch. Uh, subscribe, like, listen, no, listen, like, rate, review, comment, all that shit. Um, help the wave, you know, enhance the wave. <laughs> um, I'm drunk and high, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, so we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. In the meantime, this has been episode one forty. One forty of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I am the ghost of D. Randall. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and it's and as always in parting, titties. Man. <laughs> the ghost? The pain right now. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>